Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, Salam. Welcome to Amalia Works From Home. Celine and Nafisa and I have decided to stream our daily morning meetings where we check in with each other while social distancing, share our reflections and try to keep up the morale during these uncertain times. This episode, we're talking about the impact of COVID-19 across the world, a new kind of back to school and deciding not to save prep. All our love and dress. Hello, Shalu. Hello. Everybody. It feels like September. It really, I'm wearing a jumper. It feels, I can, I just like looked outside today and I was like, I, it feels like September, it's sunny, mm-hmm. it's crisp, cold, your jumpers are on. Why are you smiling though? I love it, I love it, <laughs> I love, I love this transition. I won't lie, it has been quite nice to just, it's I don't nice. know, get a jumper on. And... September is the most expensive month of the entire year. Why? Because it's everyone's birthday in September. <gasps> my birthday's in September. Everyone's birthday's, birthday's in July and September. What? I don't know why about July, but I know why it's in September. We're all New Year Eve babies. Her birthday's in August. No one that uh, you like is in August. <laughs> Sorry for any listeners. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter, literally, I went past it. And they said, people be saying their birthdays and then someone comes out with August the 23rd and you're like, who's born then? I think because August is the forgotten month because of the academic year. So like no one really knew whose birthday was in August. I, I, genuinely, I genuinely think it's because when we're at school, if someone's birthday is in August, you don't know. Yeah, but to be fair, if you're no, in September, no one knew my birthday. yeah, you know my birthday your early term, seventh of September, mine's fifteenth, no one remembers. Seventh September, first day of school. Yeah, no one remembers. No one had to celebrate a birthday on the first day of yeah. school. I'm forever traumatized. I remember when um, we left Hartlepool, so mm-hmm. when we lived up north, and then we came to London, and the first day of term, I started a new school, new city, me with my northern accent. And on the first day, yeah, yeah you're already embarrassed. Accent. I did. They say like book, Luke, Kook, and all of that. And then imagine today, first day of term, we have a new student, Selena. If could Selena please present herself to the the, the 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 front of the hall, please? And I'm like, really, really, I have to walk through all of those children on the first day of school, standing at the front, and then on top of that. It's also Selena's birthday. Shall we all sing happy birthday? And I'm like, oh my God, life is currently turning me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> Where are you, Sarah? Why do you look like you're in Cornwall? Because I am. But I'm not in Cornwall. No. I'm on the border of Cornwall. I'm in Biddyford, which is like next to... It's on the border of... Sarah, let's be Cornwall. real. It's the same thing to Shilu. <laughs> It's, it's true. I'm actually not that Londonist. I, well, I don't know if we're. At I know where you are. Are you near Devon? I'm on the North Devonshire coast. Yeah. 
knew it. See, knew it. Um, but sorry, um, Wales is it's really far. No, but you can see it from over the sea. Yeah, at the tip end of the cove, you can see. Um, I'm just looking at the England map to get up to scratch. (laughs) But I've never been to. I've only ever been in the West Country. I've only ever been south, south Devonshire coast, south bit of Cornwall. Like, I've never been up here. It's really, really, really nice. It's a bit more Jurassic. I read something very sad today this morning, guys. What? What? So you know how we talk about the patriarchy is everywhere and linked to everything? (sighs) Because of the pandemic... uh, Hold on, let me just... Oh, I know what you're going to say. Domestic abuse. No, it's even more like... because, Because of the pandemic, forced marriages across Asia going up, because of the economic effects of the pandemic on families they're literally like we can't afford to have all these children so we need to get them married and it's estimated that the UN have set, have warned that unless urgent action is taken to tackle the economic and social impact of the virus an additional 13 million child marriages will take place oh, over the next God. decade and they're basically oh, saying that because oh, of the influence it for a decade yeah, because they're saying that the unemployment, the job loss, families not make, being able to make ends meet. So they think it's best to get their daughters basically married off. Wow. And they're saying that all, the, all these NGOs that have worked against child marriages, they're like, our work is basically rapidly getting undone. Oh, my God. Yeah. They and must so, have been so close to like a... I, I didn't even... Um, I didn't even, I, I made the connection between um, the health of the economy like, and the, yeah, definitely. But I didn't realise that something like the this. The sort could. of things that, the sort of things that impacts. Yeah. And like there's a, there, a woman called Shipraja. She's from the NGO, she's from an NGO that like works around these issues. And she said that child marriage is firmly rooted in gender inequality and patriarchal mm-hmm. structures. What happened, what's happened is that it's become compounded in the COVID era. And it just made me think, I was like, wow, like we, we can see on a surface level of what COVID is impacting, like yeah. job losses, economy, health, these sort of things. But actually, Well, relative to us, right? Yeah, relative, yeah, yeah. but actually there are so many issues, like even within healthcare, like, for people who have quite um, like terminal illnesses and things that are quite serious, like even their healthcare is is being impeded because longer waiting times, all these sort of things. Like even like I was talking to a um, doctor last week, and she was like, "Oh, the next appointment is nineteenth of September." And now you said that reality, you, have to, you yeah. have to like try and protect. Like people say, like if you're not being like. Um, taken seriously by doctors or like they're not moving it forward like you have to basically go in and exaggerate and over egg what's happening so that you get seen and it's like something like covid has basically reeled back like all the progress that we've made in the way of highlighting patriarchal tendencies i'm mind blown it's just set us back a a whole decade but i wonder how much it set Mm. us back in all of our other systems as well yeah like they're talking about how the um with education like there's just such a big inequality gap widening because they were talking about how a lot of like state school kids 
on average in a week they were seeing like one hour of check-in time from their teacher versus like say a private school where they were getting check-in time every single day contact like full lessons oh wow and they're yeah and they're saying that yeah that disparity is going to lead to like wider inequalities than we already have uh, to the point where I was also reading about how they might delay exams to give more teaching time to basically bring people up to scratch i mean they need to do things like that you know they do like you we saw the fiasco the horrendous fiasco by this terrible uh stupid government <laughs> um for want of a better word um that was literally the dumbest in terms of what a shambles absolute yeah. shambles like shambolic government um sorry i just want to really just slate them right now um, shambolic government um make adjustments like you have to make adjustments and i think that goes across the board like um so if they are making those adjustments i think it's really good um you know i was listening to the radio on the weekend and which i think and then there was some uh, adverts from the government um because no one listens to the government so they obviously have to do marketing of their policies because no one listens to the government and one of it was like one of it was talking about there was some MP that said you know the most disadvantaged children will be affected by not going back to school Mm. and not starting school and there's this big pressure like you can see there's a big drive like your children need to be in school and all of this stuff um obviously I have my own opinions um I've spoken about it many a times on the podcast and they were talking about these disadvantaged children and I'm like these children should not be disadvantaged whether they are or aren't in school and you know things like you know access to food vouchers food banks all of these stuff like you know it it drives me crazy because we we're literally like 10 schools like so you're telling me children need to get go to school to be fed what else can the state do like how can these what about summer holidays like we suddenly have this massive crisis during the summer holidays Mm -hmm. that there are pockets of um families or pockets of places in the uk where children are going without meals right and why is it taking a footballer to solve that the whole marcus rashford campaign like why is marcus rashford having to set up a thing to make that happen like he's setting up a a task force and all of this and all of that it's it's brilliant that he's doing it but what but uh, but this is the thing like the the child not having like three meals or whatever it is during the school holidays is a symptom of a greater problem the solution is not Mm -hmm. sending the child to school so though why can that family not provide why are there zero hours contracts why do families having to work certain jobs where they're literally just going from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck and it is a structural thing but continually all they do government is they just try and address the symptom of the greater problem there's there's so many things like even like one of my friends he was um saying oh yeah everyone's like advocating for online online learning and he goes into schools and he does workshops and he's like the families that i know they don't have an ipad let alone laptop to between them and then one mum was like i've got i've got like four kids yeah how do i do am i meant to buy like four separate ipads and it's also it's also like a lot for parents to have to basically become a classroom assistant at home with all these four kids while doing their job it's unimaginable what people have been going through um you're looking at it from the outside it feels like the most perfect opportunity to hit the reset button on education figure out 100. what has been working um like you know you were saying that they might have that they're, they're going to delay exams um and include more teaching I mean, they should. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And well, maybe they should restructure the entire exam system altogether because that has had its issues in the past. You know, this is this this could be an opportunity for so much growth. Um, they're not gonna do it. Of course, of course they're not. But like, but honestly, but what else do you say? Like, what else? What else? What other like silver lining can you pluck out of this absolutely shambolic mess that we're in? Like, I I I find it really hard to like one of my friends she shared a story today where she was like she was literally it was a story of her walking her child to school and she's like I really don't want to do this. Um, but I have no other option. And I'm like, so imagine sad. like to be put in that position where you really don't yeah. want to send your child to school, but literally I've been that- seeing stories like that as well of like, I feel so nervous. I, you know, mm. I, do, I really don't, but you know, and also I do, I don't want to, I do feel like the government, the language they're doing using is like, you know, there's going to be a huge effect if kids don't go back to school, which I don't disagree with. The, the sort of language that the government's been using is that, say, if you are someone who genuinely cannot fathom sending their kid to school because they might be living with someone vulnerable or for whatever reason, they're, le- they're sitting there left feeling like they've absolutely sabotaged their child's education and prospects because of the type of language yeah, yeah. and I'm not saying that but that's you know, the whole point yeah no I know and I'm not saying there obviously isn't effects of kids not being in school and things like that but I think part of it is actually because the government is not able to come up with an effective way and solution to protect people and also make sure that there's not inequality it's then like we have seen through this whole pandemic falling back on your average person of suddenly feeling accountable and also just on that note Mm. the way the messaging has been about you basically need to go back into the office to save prep sorry what excuse me save who save a sandwich shop Forget that decided to aggressively expand onto every road in central no (laughs) not for me mate (laughs) save big business and I think, and this but, is the thing, isn't it? Like, we're, like for example, I was at my mum's house for a week and like I did my, before, like I did shopping at like the Turkish like shop yeah. and like I did like even throughout the pandemic, like I've been going to the Turkish shop way more than I have been like, say like a big mm. supermarket. 100. And I'm like, actually what's happening is more money's probably going to local yeah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. May local businesses prosper. And that's yeah. the thing. We're it's like actually hold on 
that is probably how it should be Definitely. and the fact that there's now less footfall going to be in the city mm-hmm. that's actually not my fault that's actually not workers fault and they're trying to do this thing of like if you don't go back to the office you're more likely to lose your job and da, 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 da. and it's just constantly fear mongering capitalist yeah and constantly trying to make your average person at home feel like they have the weight of the, saving the economy and for solving everything that is out to on. help out send your children to school go to work and save pet do this do, honestly it feels like it feels like the modern day you know there's army posters they always <laughs> oh there's real com- i'm proud of shepherd's bush there's real camaraderie about our independent shops <laughs> oh. Mashki is doing bits it was thriving Perfect, like, like, oh, look, do get exercise it. Oh, get it. don't get fat eat out don't get fat eat out don't get fat <laughs> eat out do <laughs> exercise <laughs> Make sure you don't get the virus. Honestly, it's such a joke. You know the fact we're not hearing a lot from Boris at the moment. Yeah, where is he? There was like four days in a row where on Twitter it was trending hashtag Where is Boris? (laughs) (laughs) He's been very quiet. Has he been? He's on summer holiday, isn't he? Shut up, yeah, it's August. Mm. They all go out of office, isn't it? But I don't want this conversation to be one way. I know there are many, many parents. I have friends who are very thankful that schools are reopening and uh, they're able to send their children back in. Uh, so, alhamdulillah, you know, some children really enjoy school. It really helps and works for a lot of families. Like one of my friends, she's a freelance editor and writer, and I. I, I saw her stories this morning. It was like, today was the first day of school for her kids. And it was literally like, back to work for her. Like, she can get on with, you know, supporting her family in the way that she does um, and, and getting to back, back to work. Obviously, we like to share balanced views here on the Amalia <laughs> podcast. I don't know how true that is, but... <laughs> but <laughs> we're trying, isn't it? We're trying. Not every day, our own propaganda. Um, can I read you a quote, guys? We've spoken about it so much on the podcast, like how you value for yourself, how you define yourself. My therapist just told me that I am such a product of capitalism that I've replaced any real joy with accomplishments. And I've never been so accurately dragged in my life. Oh my um, God. I saw that. And Naf is really dragged. good at calling me out. Exactly. Naf's really good at calling me out because I'm always like, must be productive. We must have. Like, you can you just literally fun, told you know. me if I'm relaxing, Sarah. <laughs> don't troll that. Like how? Tell the, me, example, the last the, time I told oh, you. Yeah, the lockdown has changed you from not trolling me and realizing that people are allowed to relax and relaxing and refueling in the way that you see best. Listen, it's a trauma also, response. No, on that response of relaxing and refueling through lockdown, I've really been struggling to read because i normally read on like train journey blah 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 so i remember you saying in like our two cents episode like you have it stacked all your reading right yeah exactly um and at the beginning of this year i actually got on got to a really good start of reading like i was finishing like books i'm definitely reading more reads one book in lockdown (laughs) (laughs) and um so i and part of it is because a lot of the stuff I read is non-fiction so it's like super stimulating to mm. my mind Dense, like yeah. you want to take notes making you think and so that's part of also why I wasn't reading. overstimulating I'm like, yeah I'm like I'll do enough work I don't need my downtime and reading time to be more work and so I've started Harry Potter because, oh, and honestly I've been sitting and reading for 
time. Why are you lying for? Why are you lying for? She's not sitting and reading. She lies in bed under her duvet reading Harry Potter. Yeah, and I'm honestly, I'm reading. So at my mum's house, she had the Order of the Phoenix. And so I just picked it up and I started, I used to love reading like books when I was a teenager. And so I just picked it up and I started reading it and I've taken it, brought it back home with me and I'm like getting through it so well. Are you finding that like you're reading it a bit differently? You know, I always thought that the adult, adult Harry Potters, which was basically just the adult illustrations for all of the Harry Potters had like completely different like X-rated content in them or something. (laughs) I was reading and they were like in a class and it literally threw me back to like my my school class. Oh. And I was like, oh yeah, we used to do like all these weird. And I like remember being at home doing homework and all these things. Oh, so I'm weird. really enjoying it. So I've um, signed up to my local library, mm-hmm. so I can basically start from the first book. I've never read the Philosopher's Stone. Is it Philosopher's Stone then Chamber of Secrets? Yes, I started at the fifth book or the fourth book, Goblet of Fire, and then uh-huh. I, and then I read backwards. Um, I don't actually think I read after Order of the Phoenix because I think that's the oh, last one I actually. No, I, said, I don't. Oh, think so I now do. in your adulthood, you have like a nice, cute little addition, like to the. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at. I'd like to you. just add my my literary observation here. Yeah. And of cartoon. Yeah. Every single successful cartoon. I said this to Nafisa, cartoon or children's programme involves some sort of parent loss trauma. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter. Finding Nemo. Moana. Everything. Everything. That's why why there's so many conspiracies around Disney. Because they're like, they introduced all these traumas at such a young age. Take a stranger as your parent. Yeah. Sorry, it might be a reach. I don't know if my kids watch Disney for many reasons. Um, mainly representation but I, I just find it really weird that everything is about like parent loss trauma yeah they, but they probably just clocked that that's like a good no there's no problem with these big uh, con- you know what? I when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply to clarify is pixar and disney two different companies yeah 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 but pixar, pixar is, is under disney isn't it pixar is elite well they are now they never used to be disney plus oh, I yeah I, so i did a i did a pixar um writing course like a story writing course oh, cool. and uh, one of the things they were talking about was um like story arcs yeah. And actually, like they, so they talk to like different people in the teams, like the illustrator, the story writer, blah blah. And you realize actually, when they break it down, all the stories are the same. They all no, follow, they and and that's why because they've like oh, found that's out why you this, keep on saying that. But that's why they found like this is what works. This is what engages. This is what takes people on this like. So let's keep the, on serving children trauma. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because they're like this is what works, engages people, and touches on the different motions you know when i'm gonna let my kids watch certain cartoons 
when they're 16, 18, and they're like, yeah. this is the reason why. What is the theme, children? What can you see as a reoccurring I mean, theme? Well, they watch Cobra Kai. But sinister, actually, you think about it, the fact that they introduce love interests at the age of like four or five, you're not even just Disgusting. allowed to get on without all of that rubbish. I'm going to actually come off this session and do yoga. Cheers, everyone. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Amalia Works From Home. If you enjoy our episodes and want to support our production, head on over to amalia.com slash support. You can find us on Instagram at amalia underscore com and on Twitter at amalia underscore tweets. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one.